ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Time for a very welcome weekly dose of health and fitness. Good morning, Professor Gordon Lynch. Good morning, Tim. The importance of being hydrated for good health, especially when you're exercising. Well, that might sound like a no-brainer, but uh, some people probably don't do it, hey? No, I think you're right. I mean, around this time of year, at least in the southern hemisphere, in these these months when it's summertime, yeah. we hear a lot about you know the drink you know in drinking water is very important, you know, keeping well hydrated to avoid heat illnesses and so on. But the message I wanted to say was actually keeping well hydrated is important year round. You know, water makes up about sixty percent of the human body, and mm. and it's important for you know not just the composition of the body, but how the body functions, so metabolism and. Mm our breathing and our circulation and so on. So most people don't consume enough fluids to be adequately hydrated. You know, that's t- even taking exercise out of the equation just through normal everyday mm, activities. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need to we need to be properly hydrated. If if you're exercising then there's an extra challenge then and you're not properly hydrated then it, you know, if you become dehydrated during exercise it can actually lead to some serious problems because if you lose too much body water through sweating it can affect performance it can affect yep. heart yep. rate and all those things that can lead in the worst case scenario there's things like heat, heat illnesses like heat stroke which is mm. can be fatal so we just need to take it seriously but it's also thinking even during everyday activities we still need to have adequate fluid levels mm. and that okay. was the, the real key here okay i was going to say square one why is it uh, so important to be properly hydrated but you probably just covered all of that so anything else or do we go straight to how do you maintain uh, the right fluid balance well it's just trying to think about well how do we get our fluids and and how how do we maintain this particular balance that that keeps the fluids in the in in the right proportion so we obtain water from the beverages we consume it's mm. around about 60% foods we eat contain water as well that's around about 30% and our, as a byproduct of our normal metabolism that contributes around about 10% as well and then so that's water coming in but the water coming out you know if we think about how we excrete water that's through our urine it's around about 60% mm. our skin and lungs that's around about 30% water excretion sweatings around about 5% in normal sort of resting conditions and in our feces as well it's another 5% so there's water in and there's water out and the kidneys are responsible for maintaining yeah. you know this really important balance having you know too little water or too much water and they do a pretty good job um unless we start to have kidney issues and that can lead to problems such as fluid accumulation and so on mm. and that causes all mm. sorts of problems so it's thinking about well what what's water in what's water out and how do we maintain that balance they're the, they're the sort of ways in which it can happen. Yeah, and this is an interesting one, actually, because when I'm working around the place and I'm on my little tractor, I've always got a bottle of water in the little receptacle there, and when you get thirsty, uh, you know, you have some water, but you're saying don't really rely on that sense of thirst. Yeah, and it's a logical thing, because... Um if you if you if you're thirsty and you, your body's it's telling you that your body needs water, but the reality is by the time you start to feel thirsty, your body has already started to become dehydrated. So yeah, right. this is especially important if you're exercising, um, but even when you're working around the house and or at home, uh, if you start to feel thirsty, it's, it's sort of you've you've gone a little bit too far already. And okay. 
Yeah. If you're exercising and you become dehydrated, then again, as I mentioned before, it becomes pretty serious because you can have muscle cramps and fatigue. And mm. when it starts to become issues such as dizziness and loss of coordination, that's a clear indication that we've got a serious heat illness. Mm. Uh, and as I mentioned before, in the worst case scenario, um, when we get to things like heat stroke, that can be fatal. So it's, it's a simple thing to think about, well, let's make sure we don't have to get thirsty, but we're, at, we're maintaining adequate fluids throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, that's very interesting. That, And uh, play it safe and be prepared anyway. Yeah, so the American College of Sports Medicine, which is providing a lot of evidence around about these sorts of recommendations for how we can maintain our fluid levels, they, they say we should drink adequate amounts of fluids in the 24 hours before we exercise, but even about two hours before we start physical activity, we should consume around about half a litre of fluids. So during exercise, once you start going again, you should be topping up with about half a cup of fluid every 15 minutes or so. Mm. And and we think about fluid replacement. So after physical activity, you should be drinking you know, how much fluid you lost and then sort of compensating for that. The easiest way to do that, Tim, is if you weigh yourself nude before your exercise and after your exercise and note how much fluid is lost. That's okay. a good indication yeah, right. how yeah. much you need to replenish. And it's usually you go a little bit further than that to make sure that there's no, uh, you know, there's no losses there. So drinking fluids during the exercise helps mitigate those losses when we're sweating, but it also reduces the stress on the body's circulation, the circulatory system, and decreases the risks of overheating. So it's really what what we say is physiology in action, Tim. You know, it's really about yeah, being, yeah. being prepared, having the, the adequate levels of fluid and recognising that when we're going to be physically active and we're losing more fluid, we have to make sure that we're topping up and replenishing what we've lost. Okay. And water is usually the best choice, good old H2O. <laughs> it is. and But, you know, we're really spoiled for choice these days when it comes to sort of hydration in terms of the options available, drinks coming in all different colours and... Mm. <laughs> full of different electrolytes and vitamins and all sorts of things. Um, and that's fine. And um, there are many products that are marketed that are, that are good for us in terms of maintaining our hydration. But generally speaking, unless you're really exercising for more than an hour or so or, or in extremely hot weather, which is often not advisable anyway, then plain old water is, is pretty good. And mm. it's recommended by most dietitians, if, especially if you're just going about your day at work or at home, then, then water will usually suffice. And it doesn't contain any kilojoules either. So yeah. that's, that's the other thing. The other thing to remember, Tim, is also is to avoid alcoholic drinks because oh, yeah. uh, alcohol drinks are diuretics so that you're going to be promoting the loss of fluid through urination. So that's going to tip the balance in, not in our favour when we want to maintain good hydration. Yeah, maybe after you've finished exercising and the heart rate's gone back to normal, normal hey? Yeah. When, when you're back to normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting you mentioned uh, I mean, water, obviously, but you do see a lot of footballers on sidelines, you know, guzzling down those flavoured waters. I'm not going to ad- advertise any product, but isn't the issue with some of them, not saying all, some of them, that there's too much either uh, sugar or salt in them? Um, it, when we're talking about athletes who are, you know, they're, they're performing at a pretty high level, yeah. their sweat rates are pretty high and they're losing a lot of electrolytes as well. So it's the type of the physical, the intensity of the activity and the duration and often temperature is a factor as well. Right. So they're trying to replenish the, the, the salts that are lost, the, the, the electrolytes that maintain normal muscle contraction and so on. So 
when you're exercising like that and you're at that level, then it makes sense. You know, and you see them even during the during the game. Mm, yes, they're, main, yeah. they're maintaining those fluid levels because they recognise that if they start to become dehydrated, their performance will decline. So yeah. this is now pretty well regulated, and most teams at all levels recognise that that fluids need to be topped up during games. So you'll see people running out with water to all, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. even local footy clubs and so on, you'll see that. So that's good. It's, it's knowledge about how we can maintain performance in, in those conditions and recognise the importance of sweat losses and so on. Yeah. But even when it comes to you know, generally around the house and so on, you know, w- water is going to suffice for, for, for most of us in, in terms of even the light physical activity, water is going to be fine because yeah. we get a lot of our salts and other things from the foods that we eat. Yeah, true. And all of those elite football clubs have all got a, a battery of medical professionals looking after them. So, um, yeah, children, so both ends of the age scale, children and older adults need a bit of special at- attention with hydration. Yeah, yeah and, and the reason for that is because... Uh, children have a relatively lower sweating rate than adults, so it's particularly important for them to maintain their hydration level, so parents need to, to be mindful of that. And as we get older, you know, between the ages of, say, 30 to 70, as we get older through that, through that range, we can experience uh, a decline in our total body water, around about 10 to 50% of our body fluid. So if we think about how we're going to be losing, we're going to be already dehydrated as, as we're getting older, then the ability to regulate body temperature is going to be an issue. So you may be more predisposed to, to dehydration. Mm. So many people are also taking medications, which may complicate matters. So always best to check with your, with your GP or your specialist. Um, if, you, if you've got special needs in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of maintaining particular fluid levels, some people are fluid restricted for certain reasons. We need to make sure that's taken into consideration as well. Yeah, I'm sure a few uh, parents and grandparents are saying, oh, yeah, God, it's hard to get uh, kids to drink water. They like the, uh, the flavoured drinks. Well, my advice with that is start early because my little granddaughter, Charlotte, has been drinking water since she could drink by herself and doesn't ask for anything else. So start yeah. early. So you know what I mean? So um, those sugary drinks are, are not great. We often have these salt or sugar preferences and that becomes part of our sort of everyday behaviour. So I think getting in, in early, Tim, as, a, as you suggest, is, is probably the best way to do it. And uh, on the other end of the scale, don't overdrink. Yeah, I'm, I, our discussion is really focused on drinking too little, but drinking yeah. too much water can also cause serious problems because if we consume an excessive amount of fluid, it can lead to a condition which is known as hyponatremia, which can occur when the level of salt in the blood becomes too low, and that causes a whole range of physiological problems as well. So it can actually be life-threatening. So it's about getting the balance right, Tim. It's it's making it's that Goldilocks where we need to make sure <laughs> we've got the body system that can can regulate things, but we need to be making sure that we're consuming adequate fluids and keeping that balance the right way. Everything just right. That's exactly yeah. that's it. Final point, and it's a pretty obvious one. We should make it. Hydration is important for all of us. Yeah, and we often um, it is a focus on athletes, and we because we, we see it all mm. the time how mm. they're drinking and so on, and oh, that must be very important for them. But it's actually important for everybody. Yeah, you, know, you need to be paying attention to your fluid intake throughout the course of the day. So you can start with a glass of water and it, when you wake up, and then you can sort of continue taking sips of water throughout the day. That's usually a good way that you can maintain a, a good level of fluids as long as those levels are, are good to start with. 
you know, I, I'm personally trying to improve my hydration habits. I, you know, I overdo the coffee, and I, and I think that that has diuretic effects as well. So, mm. you should be consuming water in between drinking those sorts of beverages, which are going to have a diuretic effect. So, uh, without going overboard, I think it's just hydration is an important issue. We need to make sure that proper hydration is a habit that we can practice every day for better health. Yeah, I don't want to denigrate coffee, but I've had a rule for a very long time, uh, Gordon. I don't uh, have any coffee after midday, but you see people drinking you know, coffee at six. I'll have a coffee after dinner, and not that it's probably bad for you, but uh, you're going to stay awake for a start, aren't you? <laughs> well, for, for some people, I think it's, especially if we're talking about shift works and, yeah, uh, workers yeah. and other things, I think the, the idea of consuming caffeine appropriately to, for awareness and, and, and making mm, sure... Yeah for safety and so on that's that's part of it for people that that have jobs during normal hours then the idea about consuming those sort of caffeine containing beverages after a particular time some people not everyone no. but some people find that that interferes with their ability to get to sleep so yeah, yeah. um it, it's a really important thing i think i i try not to have it beyond, say, 2 o'clock. Mm. We, we all have different sort of things where it's worked yeah, for sure. us. Yeah, sure. And you've got to work out what's, what's right for you. But just, uh, we're just if, if the idea of having a caffeine beverage is it has a diuretic effect, and so mm. we need to compensate to ensure that we're maintaining our proper hydration mm. level. Yeah. Water, not hard to get. comes out of the tap, unless, of course, you buy bottled water. It's easy. It's free. <laughs> it is, and it's, and, it's, and it's very effective. Lovely to talk to you as always. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Tim. And you can find the professor on X. He's Gordon S. Lynch. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.